Hello, welcome back everyone. I'm Alex. I'm Ian. And you are listening to the Win Lose Watch List podcast, the show where we have curated a list of top 250, bottom 250 movies, and anything in between to choose any movie at random, leaving our own sanity to fate. Ian? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, Alex. Hey, that's good to hear. I'm alive. (laughs) I had to move rooms that we recorded in because the one I was in was 105 degrees, so... Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking at you right now, and uh, you're looking very sultry laying down. I'm laying down in a bed. There's <laughs> <laughs> my feet in the background. If you <laughs> audio listeners don't get this little treat. <laughs> Alex has run away from the computer and ran back. He's back. <laughs> I am back. I had to turn off a fan because I am horribly unprofessional and realized that I had a fan running in the background before we started. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, so... uh. What what else have you been up to? What you been doing? Um, been watching anything fun? Yeah, no, just I finished the leftovers and I'm watching. I'm almost done with Silicon Valley, <clears throat> and then Twin Peaks is on my list. Hey, did you start? Oh, it's on your list. I'm no, always, I'm, I haven't I'm, started it again. I'm telling you every episode to watch it. I've got. I think I've gotten. I got my brother to start watching it. I got another. Well, Riley. I think he started watching it. He was on the Norm of the North episode. Uh, and another friend of mine started to watch it as well. So I'm 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 collecting oh, yeah. people up to you talk watch and watch it. about it. But uh, yeah, was I watched <clears throat> the other day? I watched this movie called Baxter, that's leaving the Criterion Channel, which is about like it's all told from a dog's point of view. But he's horribly yeah, sociopathic, yeah. and ends up like befriending a kid that idolizes Hitler, and it, it's it's a weird little movie. Uh, and then immediately afterwards on the Criterion Channel, I found this little series called Four Films by Kalikala. Dude is a genius. And it made me forget all of Baxter entirely because the way that he tells his stories is just by like filming people on the street and playing separate audio over it. And it's just completely real. Like, it's not like he's like uh, sensationalizing it. It's just like, this is the life on the street. It's so cool. Yeah. It's very heart. It's like maybe not heartwarming, but it's uh, got a lot of heart in it. Yeah. And guys, guys, a genius with his photography. I I loved it, and probably one of the best things and most thoughtful things I've watched in a very long time that yeah, I haven't I, seen I, before. I, I absolutely have to watch that. Um. Yeah. I just I just finished all leftovers, and it was like, if anyone, it's just so underrated. Like, not enough people watched it or like talked about it, but mm-hmm. the people that did like really really loved it. Uh, it was just a, it came out in a weird time of, for like HBO and stuff. That makes but, sense. Uh, it's very very good. <laughs> I also started watching Samurai Jack as well because I've never watched that before. Dude, it's so good. I like somehow and, missed it during my Cartoon Network days when I was a kid, so I'm just like the, throwing it the on. The newest season they made like a season a couple years ago. Like uh, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I only watch TV shows now that have like a tacked on season years after the final yeah. one wrapped up. <laughs> Twin Peaks, Samurai Jack. That's about oh. it. <laughs> Ooh, so I guess we got nothing to hit, uh, nothing else to hit. I think we should hop into "It's Such a Beautiful Day." We should. So last episode we landed on Ian's choice and we left it up to a Twitter poll, where the Twitterverse decided on at Win Lose Watch that we, whether we would watch "It's Such a Beautiful Day," Paris, Texas, or Magnolia. The majority decided to watch "It's Such a Beautiful Day" and. Here we are now. Uh, Ian, what are your, like your, to, to give your non-spoiler slash review opinion, how'd you feel about it? Because you've never seen it before, right? No, I have not. Uh, I still don't know if I've seen it. It was like a, just an experience. I didn't, I didn't see that movie. I felt it in every fiber of my being. Uh, it was, it's, it's beautiful and uh, it's very like existential and touches on you know all just it's just my cup of tea yeah, yeah it's it's so if, you, if you're not familiar with the film it's such a beautiful day is an animated hour-long film by director don hertzfeld and the film's actually told in three separate parts because i think it was created as three separate short films that then were created to be a full hour-long movie uh it's told sort of in like stick figure animation slash like intermittent pieces of photography put in it's it's one of the most like visually unique films I've seen, just in terms of like uh, 
a lot of it is I don't I don't even know how to describe it describe it. There's a lot of like visual I, I would call it minimalist sur- I would call it minimalist surrealism. Yeah. And that's probably but, uh, the best way to put it. There's also like it does like the type of panel thing where it looks like uh it's almost like comic like pieces of the screen are like separated by like yeah. black borders but and we'll get into that and I it's not that's not necessarily that's the framing of the story more so. It's not his style as much as the framing device he uses to tell the story. Right. Like the yeah. entire film isn't like that. But if when you watch it, you'll figure that you'll see that that is the way that he sort of frames the entire story. Yeah. Through that. I know. I saw that like there was like a different editor. He did most of the stuff, it seems like, except for like mm-hmm. editing. And it seems like that was definitely an editing choice. But I really liked it. No, I, I it's easily one of my favorite movies of all time like if i had to make a top 10 list of my favorite movies it's probably on the top 10 i've watched this in the double digits for sure uh i own the blu-ray that you can buy off of his website that he like distributes himself it's like such a cool little like legitimately independent movie yeah where he just makes it but yeah uh so i i love it i think it touches on a lot of great things regarding um your place in the world, just general life, like the human condition, yeah, uh, stuff like that. I really don't want to get into it too much because a lot of like, a, a lot of this movie is a spoiler. It's hard yeah, to. I'm very glad I knew nothing. Yeah, uh, going in, but like... I don't know what I could tell somebody to tell them. And like, obviously, like if you're listening to a bunch of discussion about it, then you'll get spoiled for it, sure. But it, like, I still find it hard to spoil it. I'll say, like, if you look, you just look at, like, promo of it, maybe even, like, the trailer or, uh, like, pictures of it, you don't really get the full picture of, like, how it plays out. Like, there's, like, a, a narrator of it that, like, makes it a more, like, digestible experience. And, like, I, I almost thought it would be, like, I, I, almost, I thought it was going to be, like, silent, like, a, <laughs> like, without dialogue and i was like i'm about to dive into something real artsy yeah and like hard to understand but like i've actually i've seen a criticism like a criticism i've seen of it through letterboxes that people see it as like the people that don't like it and it's it's relatively majority like the majority of people love it but the people the people that are sort of dissenters against it i think um, they're sort of like on rotten tomatoes um like just the general person that dislikes it might think of it as like being like youtube nonsense where it's like haha quirky so random and they end up like getting annoyed by it and turning it off and anytime i see one of those i'm like oh you definitely didn't watch the full thing yeah because i can see where you would think that if you're watching the beginning you're like this is a little this is a little much right now like yeah like the first like chapter or whatever you're like oh so this is what this is like it's gonna like continue being like it's it's a little i mean not necessarily repetitive but it like it's very shouty i think yeah, I I, I kind of like really, really paid attention to this time. It starts off with a lot of silence, and then the narrator starts going, and it like it bops you in there. Like as soon as the narrator starts going, then you're in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I was never like bored or anything, like for like a second. Uh, it's like, and it just it does. I, I like like the last act the most. I I okay. Easily. I like. I think I like the last act the most, but I think the second act is what ties the movie together. Yeah, I mean, I liked it all. I, yeah, I, um, I think you don't get the third act without, and we'll probably talk a little bit about about it more once we hit spoilers. But I don't think you get the payoff of the third act without the setup and patience and sort of like pacing of the second act. Yeah, which. I, I, it's it's very interesting. I think I, I watched it with a friend, and she had said that she was very surprised, like how much you could care for this like little stick figure. Yeah. And I think that the Bill, the titular Bill, the main character, uh, I think he's very relatable in the sense that you can project a lot onto him because a lot of stuff that goes on in this movie is just like general human condition type Ex- things, existential dread, and like. Midlife crisis type stuff, which I I feel like am like, like, but it's not like huge. It's like forgetting that you wrote down your list for the groceries two times. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's 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 like the dread of the mundane in life, like a lot for a right. lot of it. 
And you're able to care for this little stick figure so much just because you're able to project so much of what you know onto it. And mm-hmm. it, at least for me, it feels like a very personal experience. Mm-hmm. But it's also very specific, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's the... Like, it doesn't... Like, he has a... Bill has, like, a ritual in it. Like, a like. there's a lot of, like, everyday stuff and, like kind of experiences it it, it's you're right like it's it gets very specific but there's a lot of like the core like feeling there is very universal and like Mm -hmm. the type of stuff that like i think about too so it's it's interesting yeah and i it's hard to go into the themes of the movie without giving away the ending because it's it's a it's an odd movie where the themes aren't necessarily set up in the beginning but the themes are set up in the end yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, obviously it's set up in the beginning to have a payoff in the end, but you don't realize necessarily what the themes are until you hit. It's the how long movie. is this movie? Like it's an, an hour. hour? Yeah. yeah. So like if you haven't seen it, uh, like it's definitely a great experience to go into not knowing a lot. So go watch it. It's only, it's only an hour. Uh, yeah. And I, it's a bit of a pricey penny, obviously, but uh, if you like animation at all in the smallest sense, you buy his Blu-ray, you get, five of his short films with it and like two of his student films. And then the full feature length. It's such a beautiful day. Yeah. I think, I think, I think for like the front of quarantine, it was free on Vimeo, but I think it was, you could rent it for like three 99 or buy it when I look today. Um, So that might, that might be over, but it's absolutely worth one last one or both of those. One last funny thing before we sort of hit spoilers, uh, Don Hertzfeld's Twitter. He's been nominated for two Oscars for animated short. And his Oscar, his uh, and he, he lost both, but his Twitter bio is two times Oscar loser, and I find that really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just all it says. I think that's a pretty genius Twitter bio. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than like oh. the word dump that ours is. Yeah. Well, you got to explain a podcast. Uh. <laughs> it doesn't help that our premise isn't the most like yeah. straightforward. <laughs> it's not a very like sellable. Yeah, it's, here's our premise. <laughs> We'll get into it later. <laughs> so, uh, anything else non-spoiler before we hop into it? Um, no, I don't I'll know. take that yeah. as a no. Yeah, so get out of here. Go watch the movie. Pause. Go watch it. Come back. And welcome back. You're in spoilers now. So, yeah. <laughs> one thing that I was, uh, when I was kind of hopping around, I was saying, like, the theme isn't really revealed until the end, that I think the the idea of memory... Like, memory mm. over existence is a very big theme in this movie. Yeah. Like, the yeah, idea that you are what you remember. Yeah, yeah. and, like, I really, like, like, I really connected with, obviously, it's meant to be, a, like, a bigger, like, emotional moment, but when he finds out that he's, like, when the doctor actually gives him a diagnosis and a diagnosis that he's going to, like, doesn't have long to live, and... <laughs> then everything becomes like live action and vivid and yeah. that I really relate to that type of theme of like, it's really fascinating to me. Uh, like how many people say that uh, like when they're dying, it is when they like have felt like, like a lot of people like on their deathbed say they've like never felt more alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, there's just a new like added vividness to the world because I think that's naturally how, you are and your brain just like i mean as a child everything is interesting and like beautiful and stuff because and you're like are walking around living in a state where you're picking up dandelions and like yeah everything's interesting so much Uh, because and then your brain like starts like labeling everything and check marking it as like seen it haven't seen it instead of actually being present with with like the world and I, i mean that's really interesting to me because like that's there's forms of like meditation and stuff that are just that like looking at a tree and not thinking of it as a tree or uh like it's how you're supposed to appreciate art a lot like a lot of people go to like watch art uh like go to like an art museum Mm -hmm. not that there is a way to appreciate art but yeah the way that you appreciate art is your own way yeah, I catch myself like looking at like a painting and something and just thinking about it, like trying to be like to get it. Yeah. But like that's not getting that's you're you're filtering it through your analytical mind yeah. when the way to experience art or dancing or a feat like like anything like that is to like merge with it and like not 
have to anal- like be analytical about it and think about it, just experience mm-hmm. it, it like completely present. And I, and like when you do that, everything has so much more like vividness. And I think when he like, I think that's captured really that. well. And it's captured very well. To I sort really of that. because this is your first time seeing it. Obviously, you're gonna have a very visceral reaction, and I've seen this like ten times. I'm going to tell you structurally, structurally why that works so well is because you have like I, I can't imagine this happening or working well in another movie or how it would work in another movie. Because you have this like very minimalist style that Don Hertzfeld draws in throughout the entire movie, right? So then you're like, oh, this is like this is just the way that it is. Like you're sort of there with Bill. Like this is the way that the art in this movie is, and that you see that it's like actually just how he perceives the world and the quote unquote real world exists in the movie. Yeah. That by kind of merging the art style with that and like making the art style sort of metatextual. I think it yeah. makes that idea hit home a lot harder and sort of like, I, I kind of like really grasped that this time. Cause I was, I was trying to, re- I, I never really have collected thoughts after I watched this movie. I'm just like, yep, that was the movie that made me feel a lot of pain and existential dread yeah. that I, I, I really focused on trying to be like, why do I like this movie so much for what it is? And like that sort of twist that like little, it's not a twist, but that gear change more so is sort of what gets me there. Um, similarly, like other like sort of ways that I felt that way, like uh, Anomalisa's one, not to mm-hmm. entirely spoil that, but everyone has the same voice. And throughout the yeah. movie, I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird that everyone just has the same voice. And then it's like revealed, like, oh, that's it's for a reason. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. This contextual, like, meta. Uh, like it's it doesn't it's not to be taken literally it's is it meant to evoke what the feeling in you and to right. like be able to empathize better it lures you in to make you think that like that is the that the, the world of the movie is the stick figure drawing yeah you, it, it captures his experience and like the psychosis of it uh but isn't necessarily meant to be taken like i mean i guess that's like every film and yeah. stuff is like a, is purely subjective basically like from a subjective point of view and um maybe to expand on something i said earlier i think that you don't get the wonder of the third act without the second act Mm -hmm. because another theme that this movie posits is like you are only what your family is you know and the entire second act is going through bill's family like you are only like it's like you're only your genetics there's something that's said like that like oh and there's like amazing stuff like I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, but no, 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 no. You're you're good. You're excited. But no, just uh, going over Bill's family tree, and you get these like kind of wacky, kind of funny, like darkly funny ways that his family had died and sort of lived and grew up in Oklahoma. I believe it was uh, somewhere in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. or no, Nebraska. Tulsa. Sorry, I, th- I thought you said Tulsa. No, not Tulsa. Oh. It's in it's in Omaha, Nebraska. That's where it was. Okay. I remember this. <laughs> but no, it's just what, kind of funny, dark ways that his family members have passed away throughout the years. And it's like, oh, that's kind of wacky and ridiculous. And then in the third act, you find out that, like, oh, when you can't, like, really comprehend things in your memory, you sort of just, like, rationalize in other ways. And it makes that yeah. initial act sort of hit home more. Yeah. that's. I was going to interrupt you with that. So it's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yeah, like, when he says, like, just easier to like tell these stories and make them simple explanations than to try to completely like go over them over again. And I think like, that's a really interesting concept too. just like the stories we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. because it's easier. So kind of to to move on another thing I noticed, remember how you were talking about how like the movie sort of told comic book style in a way where there's different panels, but it's not like all the panels sort of play different. Like it's not really, panels in time it's just panels showing different things happening Mm -hmm. what i caught the first time is that the first time i believe the first time i'm the but it was the first time in the film i noticed it was about halfway through in the second act that you get the full aspect ratio like a full screen picture is a full frame shot of a sky and they're talking about time and how we perceive time which Sort of, and then the movie starts to broaden, and you get less of the comic book style and more of like the full frame pictures. Yeah, which 
sort of like opens the movie up to that theme. I don't know. And obviously like these were created like years and years apart from each other. So like you can sort of change styles in that time. But I think it really opens up the idea that as the movie opens up, literally you get this bigger discussion discussion about time and our own perception of it and how it affects our own reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause another thing is like the end as, and I know we're jumping all over the place with this, but this movie is hard to sort of dissect scene by scene. Uh, it's very difficult. <laughs> that the end, you have Bill living on forever, and time passes him, and he forgets as he goes on and lives on forever, and he still forgets things that happen. Or it's like, even if you get the thing that you want, which is to go on forever, you still ultimately forget. Which yeah. is like, sort of goes into that perception of time. Like, you are only your perceptions. Yeah. Yeah, and Lord, you're, yeah, what we think we are. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, like the like or experientially, the spiritual you, I guess, not like yeah, the physical you. Hot. Whoa, um, but uh, it's yeah, that, that that's really interesting. Also, the fact that like that didn't necessarily, I mean, it it did happen, but I got the idea that like. Because, like, the narrator, like, refuses to accept that he's... Because he, like, dies under that tree. And he's like, wait, no. It goes black. And he's like, no, he didn't die here. He, he like... No, yeah, this, yeah. All, all this happened. And then he, like, lived forever, like... And until everything else in the universe disappeared. Yeah. That you can only accept your own death once you realize the universe goes away with you. It has... Yeah. And, well, it has to be. Like, death isn't a failure. It's part of the it's it's not a failure of the system it's absolutely like necessary yeah uh, and i don't know i find that really interesting that that's more bill's perception of his own death and how he's coping with it yeah and it's also especially like the it's also just i think there's a, a great, lot of or, sorry it's a great it's line. just a great visualization of psychosis and like mental illness oh, too yeah. i like, think I think it was in our Take Shelter episode where you were like, this is one of my favorite movies regarding like mental illness and psychosis, like what you just mm -hmm. said. And I said, there's another movie on the list that I think will take that spot for you. Uh, it was this one. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, obviously Take Shelter is a more like realistic, like external view of it. Like you're yeah. watching him. Uh, and this one is more like... Oh, that's uh, actually very astute, it's, yeah. It's less literal and like... It's it's more internal, whereas Take yeah, Shelter is a very external view of it. It's like you're reading the journal entries of a psych patient. Yeah, you're watching somebody describe what their mind is like through their a, a third through person. second person. Yeah, yeah, it's very odd. the The framing of the entire movie, I think, is what makes it. Oh yeah, I guess the entire thing's like third person omnipotent because it describes other people's lives too. I think it's third uh, person like omniscient. Narrative. Not to not omniscient. to hash, omnipotent. hashtag mansplain you, but uh, no, you're right. <laughs> what is on omnipotent? Um, I think it's like yeah, that's a word. Uh, omniscient. I think I just like messed up the pronunciation. No, you did. It's okay. No, you're all good. But <laughs> no, it's it's the framing of like told all through narration. And and I can totally see like where people didn't like it. If you don't like that aspect of it, you're not gonna like the movie because that's the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, another but thing it, that I it, really it plays with that in interesting ways though, like <laughs> the narration and stuff. Uh, another thing that I really like is how just sort of little things are handled with big importance. Like, like we're talking about the grandiose things, but there's a lot of this movie that's just like Bill put stuff put wanted went to go make toast, but briefly forgot how to make it. Like it's just like little stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, and one thing I really caught this time was a setup and a payoff that I've never caught before because it's so quick and so little and it, it really shows you the dive into his own psychosis, which is, I, I'm crazy. I never caught this, but there's a quick scene where it's like, uh, th there's a kid with a skin condition helping him, helping him find batteries for the wall clock in the store. Like, that's just like one of the lines in the movie and then it goes on. And then like yeah. 15, 20 minutes later in the movie, like he's in his house and he's like, there's a clock on the wall that reads 1159 yeah. and Bill doesn't know why he never bothered to fix it because the clock was never in a great spot. It's like, that's the clock he was trying to fix in the earlier scene, but it doesn't explicitly yeah. tell you that. Like, yeah, his, and it shows you why the, why the memory, because you also forget along with them. Obviously you forgot that quick scene with him buying a clock. 
There's <laughs> another callback that I might have projected. Uh, <laughs> like one of the, I think it might be the first scene or one of the first scenes. He's like walking on the street and passes that guy, that person, and they have like an awkward encounter. House up. Yeah, house up and stuff, and like, it, which is another example of how it's like specific but relatable. Like, yeah, that it, it might not be to that extreme. That's like the first scene. Have, I think that's like the first yeah. scene with Bill. Yeah, I think it's the first scene, uh, where it's like specific but relatable in the sense that like uh, there's awkward encounters and stuff. But uh, at the end, when he's continually like, doing like the laps around his uh. Like because he forgets that he's taking a walk, mm-hmm. he keeps taking a walk. I think the last time it shows him take the walk, he passes someone on the st- right next to him on the street, and that might not have been. It might have just been like unrelated, mm-hmm. uh, but it also like because it's so minimalist, it looked like the it person like in that first scene. Because it says he he like never saw him again, but if he didn't remember the experience at all, yeah, that's it true. Would be the same thing as never seeing the person. Yeah, but it's it's crazy because you're. I just like how grandiose some simple moments are like the scene with the leaf blower where he's at the stop sign yeah like that plays over classical music like that's just really funny and also to tangent a little bit i think one of my favorite tropes in movies is classical music over the movie yeah i don't know if i've said that on the show before i feel like i have but that's one of my that is one of my favorite tropes i like it too (laughs) It especially like used in interesting ways like this, where it's over stuff that's like relatively meaningless. But... Yeah, like the mundane stuff yeah. and like, or just a lot of like close shots that don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's the, the, very simple. The, the sheer and the sheer detail held with the like mundane stuff, like saying that the clock read eleven fifty nine on that scene where you see the clock that's dead. Like, there's no reason to sh- to tell the time, but that that specificity is there which adds to the relatability of it. And I like how important, like how important all of the little stuff seems. Yeah. Yeah. Like placing his keys on the counter and stuff. Yeah. Like all that stuff There's a lot of, I do too. That's a good description of that. Like feeling of like, I, I, I like that a lot in a lot of different movies. Uh, or are like books can do it really well too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily know if I want it in every movie, but I really liked it in this movie. Yeah, just yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 incredible. I think this is an incredible movie that you need to see. I think it really helps understand what people a like your own existence in the world, and b like what people with mental illnesses can feel. I think it's a great visualiz- visualization of that. Like, yeah. And I think it was, it was really, it's really top, like quote unquote topical for me. Cause I don't know, like I've been th- thinking about like just death in general. I feel like a lot lately. Mm-hmm. I've uh, actually <laughs> felt that too. No, that's uh... so it's, it's <laughs> like, I mean, a lot of people I'm sure have because of like what's going on in the world, but just general, just, yeah, just add that existential dread. Uh, it's like, it's something I think about a lot, and if you don't think about it a lot, I think it's it's sometimes good to make yourself because I feel like we spend a lot of time distracting ourselves from those like things, and there are ways to it, like the idea find, of like, like to find beauty or peace while contemplating those things. Or like the idea, like once you sort of look it in the face and you're able to accept, then you can live the life that you want to live. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the greatest teacher, man. Like, it's it's amazing. He's damn good at chess, too. You, uh, this <laughs> isn't, <laughs> this isn't, yeah, watch The Seventh Seal as well. Watch all these, a lot of our movies have We've been, watched a lot of movies about, about death. death. The Seventh Seal, The Fountain, It's Such a Beautiful Day, Norm of the North, so many. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Norm of the North, we learned that, that uh, lemmings don't have bones, so you can't kill them, probably. Um... But yeah, like, it's amazing. Also, again, I, I've recommended this before, and I hate—I don't mean to bring up another show. Like, oh my piece gosh! Of yeah, Listen, bring on. <laughs> but but after like, watch the final episode of uh, the Midnight Gospel. Even if you don't watch the rest of it, it's like thirty minutes or whatever. I'll check it um, out. Dude, have you ever watched another, that? It's another one on that, like with that existential dread that. Have you ever watched that? Talks about death as a teacher. Have Have you ever watched that TV show where that scientist turns himself into a pickle? Mm, no, but it's the funniest show. I've ever seen. 
<laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. <laughs> we're, we're we're a little off off track here, so let's uh, wrangle us yeah, back. Sorry. No, you're good. I got us off track too. Um, I, I think this movie's incredible. I think you should also watch uh, Don Hertzfeld's other shorts. You also yeah. may know him already. He had a short film called Rejected that was nominated for an Oscar, which is the, the premise is that he's hired to create these advertisements for companies, but he just like made them ho- horrendously abstract and like not commercial and like they're different skits essentially and like there's one where it's like a guy's holding a big spoon he's like my spoon is too big my spoon is, it live is too big no it's animated okay yeah. i didn't know if he ever did but like... they like circled around like youtube a lot so people know those like little shorts from youtube so like you'll yeah. often see what this movie's like oh this guy's the my spoon is too big guy or uh I, I, I guess I seen this might be a little NSFW, but there's like a little clouds thing. He's like, my anus is bleeding. My anus is bleeding. I, I think I have seen this. Yeah. And that's him. And they only know that part, but like the actual short itself is really good and funny and yeah, kind of like anti-commercial. And people are like, how did this get nominated for an Oscar? And it's like, you probably only watched like the little shorts on YouTube. Is that included like, on oh, yeah, the Blu-ray? Maybe. Yeah, I'm probably, I'm going to get that for sure. Just like, There's also <laughs> There's also one called uh, Wisdom Teeth or Wisdom Tootin, which is just about ripping some guy's wisdom teeth out. But it's all told in, like, fake Swedish, <laughs> which is really fake funny. Yeah. <laughs> which is why it's called Wisdom Tootin. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is, uh, what's, there's, like, is, a part in it where they say gum hole and he goes, Goomin hole it. <laughs> and I find that really funny. <laughs> is, I've seen another image that's a world of tomorrow. World tomorrow. That That's called? also him. Is that is that a film or a short film? It's a short film. I mean, you could also you could also call it such a beautiful day a short film because yeah, I guess so. So there's a second part of World It's Tomorrow as well, but those are both him, and those came out after. Uh, I, I don't such know a if it's day. still on Netflix, but it's I've never seen that one on it. Yeah, it's not. But the the part one is on the Blu-ray collection as well. Okay, yeah. I'm, I don't I'm know where to that. find part two. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna get those. Yeah, but I I love this movie. I'm like. I'm, I want to watch it again. I don't know when. It's definitely an, an experience. Dude, I knew you'd love it. Uh, yeah, I, I've no. I kind of knew I would too. Somehow, like it's hard to recommended w- it. Playing. It's hard when to watch. Like when you know that you're gonna love a movie, it's hard to be like, let's just watch this now. Like, because there's almost like a dread of like, will I actually love it, or like, just yeah. taking the time to do something you already know to be a truth. Or and you know and if you know like that something has the potential to be really loved by you, you want to be in the right mood for it. Like, yeah, you want to be able to take it in. Like, you, but if you, you but know. also like the horrible horrible um, conundrum of it all is that if you want to be in the right mood for a movie that you know you'll love but you know nothing about, you never know what the right mood to be in. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so then you create a podcast where you make a list of any movie possible and hope for it to randomly come up. Yeah, just hope that the ones that you've been putting off pop up. <laughs> and that you don't have to watch three terrible movies in a row. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else to say about this movie? I think we've kind of talked. Yeah, it's it's amount. really hard to talk about. Uh, it. I, I don't know. I I loved it. That's I don't have much else to say. I think maybe another one of my favorite scenes, and this is in the beginning. Uh, there's a guy a guy's body with a fish on top of it and he's got a pipe where uh, his nether regions would be and it's leaking water and he's just going the pipe is leaking the pipe is leaking and then like stuff starts playing over and it's like just like mental chaos and I just love that while you just have this guy going the pipe is leaking there's also yeah there, and there's also that uh he talks about when he goes to the produce section he reaches f- towards the back because of people's crotches up against the ones in yeah. the front that's and in the very later, beginning too yeah that's in the very beginning and then later during all the psychosis and stuff he's like <laughs> sees uh, people and with giant massive crotches <laughs> yeah. just sitting sitting in the produce and, and it's it, the delivery it's really, of the line that he says it that's really funny too it's yeah. very chaotic and like super like doom bringing and funny yeah there's some there's some humor here to be had, but it's uh, yeah. to call it funny would be a far stretch. I believe it's listed as a dark comedy. And when I was like trying to get my like friends to watch this with me, I was like, 
it's not really I wouldn't hold on to those words yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not necessarily a comedy. <laughs> There's stuff but... that's humorous, but to even to say to call it a dark comedy like missells what it is. Yeah, I think yeah, chaotic is like the humor when it is there is because of like the uh, dry chaos chaos of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right then. We wanna you wanna go hop into our to find out what we're gonna watch next week? Let's do it. Or next two weeks rather, because we're on a two week schedule now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the first time we're officially saying it. Every two weeks. They might have noticed, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Anyway. Welcome back. Uh if you decided to skip this discussion and didn't watch the movie, shame on you. It's great. Shame. Uh anyways. Ian. Are you hoping for anything? Anything fun? Anything like a mood or a sort of? Uh, know? yeah. I mean, maybe something a little lighter. Uh, I really, I, I was excited because I have been really into animated stuff lately, like adult, like animated films. That sounds <laughs> not adult films, but just like no, no, adult <laughs> films that are animated. I got you. Yeah, okay. Triple X um, animated films. <laughs> gotcha. Um. But yeah, I, I could use something maybe like a little bit lighter. Uh, there's not a lot of comedies I feel like on this list. There's in, not in the win section. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not many comedies in the win. I just don't want another. It's Pat, um, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about going on my letterbox and making a uh, a ranking of every movie we've watched, like how I like my favorite to my least favorite, because I want to find out where I definitively stand on all of these. Yeah, maybe I'll just I'll just say I'm hoping for one of the ones we didn't get on uh, Magnolia or Paris. <laughs> I I'm kind of hoping for something I don't know relatively light, like something like along the lines of like a Lion King or a Mad Max Fury Road or like Is Lion a, King on here. Yeah, Lion King's on here, dude. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Mad Max. I just watched Mad Max on basic cable though, and I was like, I need to watch this in high dude, def and like, it's so good. Yeah. So, it's... speaking of Mad Max, actually, we have some uh, list items to tend to, and I had texted you in private talking about one thing, and I think it would be fun if we had some spots with, like, a trilogy list. You know? Like, say, yeah. like, every 25 spots, uh, we have a trilogy episode, right? And it would take us to a new trilogy list, and we would choose from one of those trilogies, and, that, and our episode would be focused on that entire trilogy. Yeah. Okay. And oh, yeah, and I think that's a good idea. Have things like the original Star Wars uh, trilogy, uh, the Before trilogy, Planet of the Apes. Have Mad Max because I said related to Mad Max. That's one of the trilogy movies. Uh, the Evil Dead trilogy. You have the Cornetto trilogy. There's a lot of fun kind of trilogies to do that I think. What's that one that? Uh, the Before the Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trilogy? That's uh, a yeah. Richard Linklater Before. Yeah, Richard Sunrise. Linklater. Before sunrise, yeah. before midnight, and before before sunset, and before midnight. I don't know how they go, but yeah, it's one that I've put off for a very long time. But I want to yeah, watch. me too. Uh, not that it's like, definitely a can... bigger commitment, like these two, and like I like I feel like unless there are more popular ones, any listen a lot of listeners aren't going to be like I'm going to listen, I'm going to watch yeah. these trilogies, but hopefully. But even if it's not more popular, I would almost the the whole reason for doing a trilogy would just almost be to watch something that we've been putting off for so long. You know? Yeah, and like just something as a, I I really I always really appreciate like when a an, an entire trilogy is okay. Like yeah, I feel like Planet of the Apes is a decent first one's definitely my least favorite, but it's a good trilogy. The newer ones. Yeah, uh, I think it's a, I think it's I think we're bigger fans of it than the general consensus is, but uh, screw you guys, we like it. <laughs> we love me some monkeys, dude. I love those movies. But yeah, the idea that we just kind of have only sort of fun stuff and would want to watch it just the sake of taking a trilogy to watch. Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. We have we also now have four empty spots. We have three loses to fill and one win. And don't you worry your little head, fella, because I came with ideas. You got, you got some... <laughs> so here are the three that I have for the lose. And these are these are what I would call like normie lose movies you know like yeah whereas like a loquisha is the we are the only two people on this planet that's seen it these are ones that are generally regarded bad movies yeah 
I'm, I'm, it's good to put a few of those in. Yeah. More people will so, know about them. The first one that I'm thinking is uh, the most recently released Artemis Fowl movie on Disney+. Plus. Oh, God. <laughs> I have not heard good things. Yeah, I haven't heard but, great things either. Yeah, that's fine. Let's... I've I've heard it's pretty miserable and not even in a fun way. So it's amazing when like cool. I hear people that like I don't want to be mean, but just don't have great movie opinion. <laughs> like like some true garbage. Yeah. Uh, say that it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad news. But yeah. also, like even if their opinions are true garbage, that could mean that the movie's good. That's like, true. We know people that like one a movie we both like is Anomalisa. Uh, we've heard people refer to that as the puppet sex movie. And oh, it's yeah. terrible I, because it's the puppet sex movie. There's plenty of movies that are like get like critically bombed that I'm that I enjoy. So yeah, or cr- critically acclaimed and audience bombed. But regardless, yeah. the first yeah, one yeah. being Artemis Fowl, the second one being Airplane Mode, starring either Jake or Logan Paul. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they have a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not directed by them. Thankfully, I guess, but they're a producer and a main main actor, so. It's essentially okay. like imagine like a modern airplane. No, <laughs> I won't. No matter how hard you ask me. <laughs> so that'll go on there. Um, and the last of the loses, uh, people might be shocked that we don't have this on there already. But it's really just so I can take an easy slot to fill up. Uh, Cats, twenty nineteen. I was thinking Birdemic. Uh, yeah, Birdemic's another one, but. Uh, it's almost so. Some of these are so well documented that I almost feel like, what are we accomplishing putting it, putting it on there? But you know, you gotta have the classics. Yeah, God, I hope we don't get cats. I, mean, I was gonna be excited to never watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the win, the only win spot that we have to fill, um, I believe. I think you might like this. I, it was. I saw that it was on your watch list, and I've been wanting to rewatch it because I saw it once when I was like eight and i liked it but i didn't know why i liked it so it'd be probably cool to revisit it um probably not eight probably closer to 12 sorry but uh silence of the lambs yeah yeah i was just like i was just looking at like the show hannibal and like being like i haven't seen silence of the lambs (laughs) yeah i had that same thought um there was a there was a tweet recently showing a scene from hannibal in the state that we live in and it made me think of Silence of the Lands, and then I was like, "Oh, I want to rewatch that." Yeah, no, I've never seen, and I like I've seen Anthony Hopkins is incredible. So yeah, um, and so is oh gosh, is it Jodie Foster? That's I, I don't know who else is in that movie. <laughs> oh man, I'm I am a terrible man for not knowing the lead actress <laughs> in this movie, but it's okay. <laughs> regardless. That's going on there. I think I'm pretty excited about that going on there. Okay. Yeah, me too. So, uh, it is Jodie Foster. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, those are all good for me. Okay. Uh, I'm just... So, I, I will send out a tweet with our new the new four of those in the slots. And I'll find somewhere to slot in. It'll probably replace Ian's choices for the trilogy movie. And, like, again, like the probability of it coming up is going to be, like, under 4%. So, like... It's not going to be huge. So as of right now, it's officially on there. Uh, we'll say if any multiple of 25 is rolled, then we'll call that a trilogy movie and we'll roll from there in the, in the current episode All that right. we're recording right now. All right, Ian. Wish some good omens onto the thing as I pull it up. And I got my fingers crossed. If, if you really want us to have good omens or bad omens whichever you wish just to send us omens uh you can follow us at win lose watch on twitter and if you're listening to this episode right now you can go subscribe on itunes or whatever podcast platform you're listening on and go give us a quick review write us something nice give us some criticism give us some compliments we uh we appreciate both reviews definitely help a lot yeah stuff any uh the interaction helps wondrously Yeah. yeah Also helps with, like, motivation for us, too. Yeah, <laughs> to love the motivation. Talk to anyone. <laughs> as much as I love talking to you, it's nice to know that people are listening. Yeah. Alrighty. Anything else? No, I think that's... I'm ready. Let's roll. Uh, okay, give me a drum roll, please. And your movie number is... Oh, boy. Number 10. Which... 
Oh, it's an Ian's it's choice. choice. <laughs> All right, I swear if a three is rolled, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a movie in theater. So. Like last time, uh, we rolled an Ian's choice, and whenever we roll this, or whenever this comes up, I grab a six-sided die, and on our spreadsheet, you can see what each number on the die corresponds to what we have to do for Ian's choice. It's a real die, not a computer die. I can see it in his hand. You can see, you can see it in my hand. I don't hands. know if it's loaded to land on three every yeah, time. but I swear. <laughs> I, I guess we could watch that Pete Davidson movie if we roll a three, but I've already watched that once, and uh, spoiler alert, I really don't want to watch it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I hope a three's not rolled. There we go, and you're going to hear me roll it. All righty. I got a one. What's that? A one. Ian picks five movies from the list and a random one is chosen. <laughs> All right, Ian. Can, can I... Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's look at this. So, this is the best part when I just... When we're so horribly unprepared for these things where you have to choose a movie <laughs> on this 200-movie list and then I've got to try to just, like, talk and no, I got this. deciding. So, do you have any first options? Uh... Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh my god, I love Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Hell yes. And it comes out on Criterion like tomorrow or something. I think it's on oh I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, well it's on Hulu and like it comes out on Blu-ray, like Criterion oh, Blu-ray. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Hell uh, yeah. That one Can you just choose um, that five times? <laughs> um Wow, I love Portrait of a Lady on Fire. If you haven't watched it already and you're listening to this, just go watch it. It's so good. Unless you're Ian. Let's go. Uh, let's go. This. I think this movie might be bad, but it was on my watch list. <laughs> Coffee Town. It has uh, uh, Glenn Howerton. Oh, yeah. It does from, have Glenn Howerton. I, I remember but that, yeah. I don't think that's a very well-received movie, but I was just like, I might want to watch that. Um, let's go... Let's go in the mood for... In the mood oh, for in love. the mood for love is great. Um, let's go Annihilation Annihilation and you've watched part of Annihilation before yes but, but I never finished it. Didn't finish it I think I own it on Amazon Prime so uh, and yeah. Son of the Mask <laughs> <laughs> Jesus are you sure you want to do that okay, you know? no, I mean I'm not entirely no, but no 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 you, you said it it's a legally binding contract <laughs> I swear, if Son of the Mask is rolled on this next roll that we do, essentially, um, I'm going to jump through my computer and beat the shit out of I'm you. I'm going to do it to myself before you can. I am going I'm to physically jump harm through you. my computer, like with my head. All right. Uh, send your best wishes, Lux, uh, and prayers if you're into that. All right. Give me a quick second drum roll, please. <laughs> and the movie we're watching is Portrait of a Lady on Fire, number one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You just picked one. Was that random? <laughs> no, it, it was random. I ran the no, same. I, you. I ran the I same thing you. and I changed the thing to <laughs> one through five. Yeah. Okay. That's good. At least it's not some of the mask. I'm, I'm scared as soon as I said it. Yeah. If, if a five, because I, I essentially wrote them down in the order that you said it. So one was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So two I don't was... know anything about this movie. Is there anything that I think we should know? Um, it's great. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's in French. So it's it's a okay. French minimalist movie uh, about a love between two women. Okay. So um, if we watch it before June 30th, uh, we will have watched it for Pride Month. So happy Pride Month to oh, yeah. all celebrating. Yes, happy Pride Month. Um, okay. I, this this movie is incredible. It made me cry like a little bitch when I watched it. Uh, okay, it was it was also the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID. Oh, which is uh, I believe documented on this show. I think I said when I watched it. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, it was like one of the first episodes. Or, yeah, uh, so yeah, it's started. French. It's from minimalist French director Celine Sciamma. Uh, it should have been nominated for a Best Foreign Picture Oscar, but France didn't submit it in time. <laughs> so, it didn't get anything. I think this movie is incredible. I think How this is compared to uh, another 
French lesbian film. Um, blue is the warmest color. A <laughs> um, lot less lesbian sex, as I less. understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I've seen that movie. The, the, it's like it's like mostly lesbian sex. I, I think with with Portrait of a Lady on Fire, if there's something to look for, it's really the actress's performances. Um, every little thing that they do with their performance has meaning. Like, from, like, the smallest smirk to, like, the softest touch on their face. Like, it, everything has importance and you feel it. Like, it, it's not, you, you watch and you're like, I totally get this. Like, and it's a shame that you can't just watch it in a theater. Is uh, it a period piece? Does it take it a is a, It's a period piece, but I, I would struggle to call it a period piece. Yeah, yeah. not, like, thematically a period yeah piece, it, it's like, it's it a period piece points. in the sense that it's like in the 1500s and two women can't be together yeah and they, and they can't call each other on the cell phone like i'm excited to watch it i'm this will be the third time that i've watched it so this is very exciting and it's nice to have like a movie about love on this show that isn't yeah. like a movie it's not a movie about death or just something that i despise should i watch this with my girlfriend yes it's a perfect okay. movie to watch with your girlfriend. Nice. This is yes. not... Um, there's one scene... No, it's, it wouldn't be jarring, but the fact that it exists it's, is jarring. There's uh, nothing... It's I'm fi- It's fine. <laughs> I'm, I, like, I don't know what I wouldn't watch with my girlfriend, so... Um, there's... I, know, I definitely know what I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, like, Gone Girl or... Uh, <laughs> that, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Laquisha is up there. Oh yeah, I guess most of the Louis movies I wouldn't put her through. But yeah, I told you for Norma the North that my girlfriend was watching a movie and she looked over watching me watch Norma the North and I straight up like I felt ashamed. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool, great. I love this movie. I'm so excited. Okay. Um. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh. Remember, eat the hot dog. Don't be one. Have a great night. <laughs> Goodbye. Don't, don't be one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>